0: hello and welcome to the weekend wrap for the week on wednesday i am ben davison and what a massive massive week it was in the news here in australia of course Christian Porter's press conference, which happened on Wednesday, was probably the biggest news of the week, and we covered it in detail in this week's episode. Of course, this week's episode didn't come out until Friday. There were a number of things we had to have checked off just to make sure that we didn't lose the house. But if you're interested in that story, and I think most Australians are, I encourage you to check out the week on Wednesday episode that is currently episode number 27. A lot also happened after that press conference, that it's important we keep up to date with. So, of course, Linda Reynolds, the Defence Minister, who uh, was the minister uh, in charge of the office uh, where Brittany Higgins' alleged rape occurred, uh, is still on sick leave. Uh, And during the back end of the week, after the press conference with Christian Porter, uh, it came out that she called Brittany Higgins a, quote-unquote, lying cow. Now, uh, Minister... Reynolds did not deny this in a statement um, that she put out in the press uh, however she was saying that it was referring to the support that Brittany Higgins was offered. There's now some discussion that Brittany Higgins may well be suing uh, Defence Minister Reynolds uh, for defamation. So as you can see this is entering a whole new phase. Uh, Minister Reynolds is going to continue to be on leave and has extended her sick leave. Apparently it's due to an unrelated pre-existing health condition and of course we wish her all the very best with her health condition. The other big stories that continue to happen during the week are that the EU has imposed, at Italy's request, a block on 250,000 doses of coronavirus vaccine that were due to come to Australia. Now, this comes at a particularly difficult moment for the Morrison government with the rollout of the vaccine. Uh, At the moment, we are miles behind our daily targets uh, in order to have every Australian vaccinated by October, as Minister uh, Hunt and Scott Morrison have promised Australia, we will need to have the world's best rollout. At the moment, we are a long, long way off that. We are averaging less than 10,000 a day, uh, and we will need to average more than 200,000 a day in order to hit that target. Now, of course, France is also talking about suspending the export of coronavirus vaccines to Australia. And this is partly because the manufacturers of the vaccine have not met their targets in Europe. So there's some tens of millions of doses off hitting their targets for the european market and this means millions of europeans are not being vaccinated now of course we want vaccines in australia of course we do our winter is coming and folks let me tell you i've never wanted a vaccine for anything so much in all my life as i want a coronavirus vaccine this year however in europe they are still in the grips of a terrible terrible wave of the pandemic Many countries are doing rolling lockdowns. There are tens of thousands of people every day being diagnosed and hundreds are dying. Thankfully, in Australia, we are not in that boat. Uh, However, we, of course, are coming into our winter, whereas they are coming out of theirs. So hopefully the Morrison government is able to solve this problem. Uh, I don't hold out huge hopes, but just remember, folks, when the vaccine does become available for you, do sign up, do get it, and get yourself and your community protected. Uh, At the end of the week, we also had the GDP figures come out for the end of 2020. And while, of course, the Australian economy shrank in the year 2020, the December quarter, the final quarter of the year, was actually uh, a very good quarter. Uh, And we've now had two 3% growth quarters in a row for the first time uh, in a very, very long time. It should be noted, however, that... This growth has occurred as Victoria was returning to some level of normality, and Victoria's growth was above 6%. And while iron ore prices hit record highs, as have uh, property prices. So you're seeing a series of factors here. One, the sort of return to normality of the Victorian economy, uh, and then two other factors that are really quite distinctly uh, ring-fenced, if you like. Not a lot of Australians are going to feel the benefits of that high iron ore price directly from uh, activities related to iron ore. Similarly, a lot of Australians are not going to feel uh, a huge benefit from increased property prices, particularly if they're trying to get into the property market. So one of the key things that many, many analysts are looking for is whether or not there has been wage growth. And there hasn't been. Wages are at record lows. In fact, the lowest uh, wage growth on record is happening right now in Australia. Now, this is to some degree not surprising. There are nearly two million Australians either unemployed or underemployed. However, the thing that does make it a little surprising is that we're still seeing record profits in a number of corporations, GDP growth uh, continuing, uh, and Now, the Morrison government has a bill before the Senate that would allow and make it easier for massive corporations to cut wages. It's a seemingly needless attack on working people's wages and conditions, their livelihoods and incomes, but there it is. It's before the Senate. It's likely uh, to be voted on one way or another uh, before the end of this month, even though Christian Porter, as people will remember from his press conference, has gone on leave, and it now falls to Michaela Cash, the former industrial relations minister, although I do believe the title at the time was workplace relations minister, uh, who not only was a terrible workplace relations minister, let's be perfectly frank about that, a terrible workplace relations minister, she also impeded, well, perhaps not the legal definition of impeded, but certainly refused to cooperate with an AFP investigation into her office. So the amazing thing about this promotion, not just does she get back a portfolio that she was taken off her for poor performance, essentially, she's also been made acting attorney general. Here's someone who didn't cooperate with an AFP investigation, made acting attorney general. By the way, also, not licensed, registered, trained to practice law anywhere in Australia. Now, the first law officer of the land. So there's a lot of confusing, mixed message, ideological bent in the Morrison legislative agenda. So I would not be surprised if we see in the sitting weeks to come That that piece of legislation doesn't get up. In fact, Rex Patrick, I believe it was from South Australia, the independent senator, uh, a crossbench senator from South Australia, has said that the government should shelve the bill as it's unlikely to get the votes given its current series of crises uh, and barely holding on by a thread. Uh, It it doesn't help, I must say, that for the second weekend in a row, I've come here. Uh, to the weekend wrap to say that Scott Morrison has gone missing once again this is a government in the midst of a crisis a series of crises really and yet the Prime Minister has disappeared has essentially taken a long weekend now I get it it's a long weekend in Victoria and I'm certainly looking forward to a sleep in on a Monday morning however the Prime Minister Shouldn't be missing at a time when the nation is in crisis. He has two senior cabinet ministers who are on leave uh, for what amount to uh, sexual assault, sexual rape al- uh, allegations, cases, issues, uh, and the and the associated health uh, impacts on them uh, about those issues. He Mardi Gras was on. Uh, saturday night in sydney he could have said something positive about that this of course is a prime minister who quite famously campaigned against marriage equality uh, and quite famously absented himself from the chamber so he would not have to vote to make it law uh, a vote which did get up thankfully uh, he could have said something supportive of the lgbtiqa plus community for Madigra he did not simply uh, radio silence today is also clean up australia day Uh, he could have taken a photo even for that you know you would think scott morrison scotty from marketing as he's commonly called would love the chance to take a photo of himself picking up some rubbish in a creek uh, outside kirribilli but no he hasn't even done that it's Very difficult to see how Morrison continues to cling on to power. And, of course, the Michaelia Cash promotion, anyone who follows Australian politics will know that Michaelia Cash from WA, like Christian Porter, uh, and when Christian Porter steps away, Linda Reynolds steps away, that leaves a pretty big WA-sized hole in the Morrison factional power structure. And despite Michaelia Cash's clear lack of qualifications to be acting Attorney-General and clear poor performance as Industrial Relations Minister in the past, the factional reality for Scott Morrison has been he's needed to appoint someone from WA and hence McKay Cash gets that gig. Will he show up on Monday or will he in fact be taking a day off with Victoria? It's hard to know with Scott Morrison at this point frankly. Clearly a man who is not dealing or coping very well with the multiple crises that his government is facing. We still have no sense of what he will do with the Aged Care Royal Commission report uh, and certainly no sense of any real structural reform. Uh, We'll see what happens in the rest of the week and of course this week Uh, will probably be for many people the start of the last fortnight of JobKeeper payments as JobKeeper is set to end in the middle of March. Now will Australia's economic recovery in inverted commas continue uh, while after JobKeeper finishes. It's hard to say, frankly. Uh, Scott Morrison and Josh Frydenberg think it will. I think that Australians who've kept their jobs and reduced their spending during the pandemic will dig deep into their pockets and start spending big. I don't know, folks. I don't see a lot of sign of it. I know that At a financial level, there's lots of talk about inflation uh, through the bond market and stocks and a whole range of issues there, which I'm not going to go into today. But frankly, if like me, when you're down the street, you see a lot of empty shops and people not spending very much, even when they're in those shops, uh, then you're probably a bit sceptical about both the fear mongering uh, around inflation, uh, particularly given the record low wage growth. but also a bit sceptical about the idea that suddenly Australians are going to dip into their savings and prop up the economy when JobKeeper comes off. Fingers crossed that the economy does continue, but we know that the Morrison government has made mistakes in the past. Remember, this is a government that refused to implement a wage subsidy and it was only when hundreds of thousands, millions of Australians were queued up outside Centrelink offices around the country, stretching for blocks and blocks and blocks into the distance that they realised they had made a mistake. We're already seeing companies lay off people. We've seen gas companies laying people off, thousands of people. We've seen Qantas laying off thousands of people and outsourcing thousands of roles as well. So there's a lot of downward pressure on people a lot of downward pressure on the job market a lot of downward pressure on wages so without JobKeeper it'll be interesting to see what happens next that's the weekend wrap now it's been a very tough week next week probably will be another tough week we are in a very difficult time as a nation and we don't seem to have the national leadership that we need to get us through this however I know that Australians can get through it because as long as we are kind to ourselves and to each other, we will find a way to succeed. So remember, be kind to yourself and each other. Bye-bye.